0: Well, guys, how are we?
1: Freezing. How
2: are you, Rachel? You look very cold.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well,
1: the sun glared in the background. Confession to make. What? Oh.
0: Yeah. So it was twenty-two degrees here yesterday, and I spent the day in a jumper.
2: Oh no, you're there now. Yeah. You've acclimatized. That's it. There's no coming back. You're never going home No there
0: really isn't Like I kind of At one point I was walking around And I was like What am I even doing? I was like I'm actually Yeah I was like I'm actually ashamed You know It's it's warm And I have my jacket on And I was like I have no intentions Of taking this jacket off either Yeah
2: You reach You reached that level I got to that level In Abilama Where It was there 20 degrees Twenty degrees, and uh, I (laughs) just—I was freezing. It was very cold.
0: It's amazing how quickly you acclimatise, but then I suppose twenty-two degrees. When you consider a week ago we were up at thirty-seven. I think it hit forty-one about two weeks ago. Like twenty-two degrees, it starts feeling cold when you're feeling those other temperatures.
2: Yeah, it is. I'm sitting here now. The heating didn't come on this morning, so I'm sitting here with my feet over an electric heater. And uh, <laughs> it's. Uh, I was about to go out for a run and he guys said, like, let's do it. Let's do the podcast now. And I was like, hat came off, gloves came off, jacket came off. I was like, absolutely. I'm going to let well, that heat up a little bit out there. Well,
1: yesterday morning, my coach told me to go for a hard cycle. So I decided to uh, cycle to work yesterday in like, it wasn't even bright out yet. And there was hail and everything else coming at me face. And I just somehow managed to almost make it to work. And then as soon as the streets all lit up and I had a bit of light again, I smacked my front tire into a pothole. So thank you very much, Coach Rachel. I had a great Saturday morning, the freezing cold. On like four degrees. It was
0: your decision... It was your decision to make my coaching life difficult. If you just took to the 5K, we wouldn't be having this conversation.
1: <laughs> That's true. But As a coach, you have to adapt to my needs, Rachel, to my needs. <laughs> well, look,
0: if it makes you feel any better, you probably did more cycling than I did this week.
1: Who's making you feel I have better. the triathlon
0: next week, but with work and stuff, just did not get out on the bike more than once.
1: I do feel great. I feel so great. I'm gonna lead straight into the intro music. On that note, let's go.
0: <laughs> so let's stick with that topic of cold weather, mm. or cold weather. We put a little star after cold weather. Mm. And you can interpret that as you want. For me, cold weather is now 22 degrees, which (laughs) my brother listens to this. He'll be absolutely dying with the thoughts of the heat. Um, But, you know, a lot of people struggle with training in cold weather. I, for one, am very much a warm weather or not even warm weather, but a fine weather trainer. Like meaning like if it's wet or windy or cold, I Mm. hate going outside Um,
2: definitely a fair weather athlete 100% fair
1: weather in Ireland if you're too much of a fair weather athlete you're not going to run because it's always going to be raining even in the summer it's going to be raining
0: that's why I got Zwift (laughs) then I didn't have to go outside it was like a win-win (laughs)
1: I <laughs> uh, saw so Eric. You're on, you're on the Swift as well this week. But for people listening that aren't on Swift, including myself, who 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 brave the elements and, and, and get out there and, and let's let's say running because cycling probably wasn't the, the the best idea for me yesterday. I expect I didn't cycle Friday, thank God. But it was snowing and, and sleet and all that, and you wouldn't know what that is Rachel. But basically, the road gets very icy. But um, for those that <laughs> that, that, that aren't um, on, on Swift or anything like that and, and going for a run, um, or let's say you're coming up towards a triathlon, Rachel, and you have to get out there. So you've got that extra motivation, that extra kick, and you know you have to get out on the roads to, to get a couple of runs in or, or whatever it is. What would be your tips or your, your advice for that?
0: I think routine is important. And you guys have talked about that before, like routine over motivation. And I think if you just have a set routine that, you know, at this time, I'm going to go out. If you're doing 30 minutes, have your 30 minute loop. I think that just works for all weathers and all kind of fatigue levels. If you come in after a hard day's work, but you know that you get out for 30 minutes to clear your head. If you have the route that you just go and do, it makes it a lot easier. And I think that's the first thing. Just been like, right. Run is on the program. I'm getting this done. Let's just do it.
1: Yeah. The attitude there, even to go out and clear your head. If you approach it from like like that, I have to go out, clear my head, uh, and just get that run done as opposed to, oh, my God, let's go out in that wind and rain and my legs will be killing me. I'm so tired. You're already talking yourself out of going out for a run from there.
0: Oh, absolutely. Like positive mindset is so important. Like even, I don't know, if you check my Strava, for instance, like I don't have the excuse of bad weather these days, but I still have that one loop that I keep coming back to every few days on my Strava. You see the exact same loop up and down and, you know, it just really helps with the motivation. And I think a lot of people would be like that. But if you start being like, mm, maybe not today, oh, I'm not feeling great, oh, the effort, you know it, you're straight away as you said talking yourself out of it you're just losing that what would we call it that drive
1: yeah it's just uh, it's my long route today is the same 10 miles that, that i've always done i did for the 50k eric you're back running and you were doing the, the same loops as well as far as i'm yes, what I've seen yeah
2: I I'm talking suppose, it, looking into the why is probably the important thing and people always ask you know you've in fairness you've been a hell of a lot more consistent on and been doing great running than rachel um but the why and and the practices i've gotten back into is why do we keep going or how do we keep going and it's it's the consistency and ease so especially in cold weather like i woke up this morning the heating didn't come on the house was freezing already i did not want to get out of bed because the temperature outside of the blanket was not worth getting out of. So like a little thing like that of having the heat and come on just a half hour before you're getting up, helps you get up, get your coffee, think about it. Then the running drawer. And that's what I always have now is the running drawer in the running drawer is every condition that I could be going running in. I have the long sleeves tops. I have the rain jacket. I have the hat. I have the gloves. I have the light t-shirt, the light shorts, the running trousers, you know, so there's, there's every condition so that. When I look out and go, it's raining, it's very easy to put my hand on because if you have to go, oh, I have to go looking for a long sleeve top. I have to go looking for my light running jacket. If you're going through that effort already, you've already made the perceived effort of running harder. So you need to automate how you go about your day. If it's at nine o'clock, you wake up at half eight. It's already a little bit warm. Your clothes are there. They're on. So the decision-making process of you going to the run is not inhibited by, is it warm enough? Have I got the clothes? You've already made 10, 20 decisions before you even get into that run and get it done. And I think people say our motivation or consistency is amazing. And how we, how can we do it? It's not really. It's it's just, I've picked a time and it's automated. I don't yeah, make it. That's... The decision is already made for me on Monday when I've set out the training plan. Now life can change that decision that, OK, run didn't happen today, but that run is gone. Tomorrow is we'll cycle at nine o'clock and the decision is made. The gear is laid out and it's it's just an automated process. And I think the more people can kind of put things closer to their hand, organize their gear on a Sunday, wash them, lay them out into a drawer, then runs like that it doesn't matter the weather. Now, today I am going to get out and it's probably another point to lead on to is be careful how much clothing you wear based on how cold you assess it while you're standing around.
1: Yeah, 100%. Like last night, I, I wouldn't have got out, or yesterday for that the cycle, I wouldn't have got out had my clothes not been laid out there, because I was literally lying there, an extra 20 minutes in bed, and I should have been, I was like, it's either now or never, Sean, everything's laid out, you know every step between getting out of this bed and getting out of the house, going for that cycle. So, so I was able to talk myself into going in just in time. But like you said, um, the next step it would be the cold weather war, uh, stuff like that, and monkey hats and and the extra layer or the too warm should be warm leaving the house should it be just a little bit cold leaving the house and warming up and um, what what would be your tips on that
0: i think it depends like some people are just naturally cold creatures who feel mm. the cold a lot more than others but The thing is to remember is how the cold affects your body. So yes, it affects you mentally that, oh, I don't really want to go out. I don't want to be cold and all that. But it actually does have an effect on your muscles. Um, Your muscles um, tend to lose more heat and contract. So you might feel tighter or stiffer when you go out for a run. Um, And basically, colder muscles have a much higher chance of becoming injured muscles if that makes sense so if your body is cold and you're trying to put the demands of it sorry if you're trying to put the demands on your body that you do on just a normal summer's day there is a higher risk of injury involved there and i think a lot of people don't quite realize that
2: yeah i think a lot sorry it's so, definitely something you think of but- especially when it's cold. You just want to get out and go. Even if it's intervals, it's like, oh, just get out and get it started. Just I'll warm up during it. It's a bad, bad kind of bad kind of attitude to have straight off.
1: A lot of people would stretch before going out and then you're stretching cold muscles without actually warming them up, which which could be even worse. Rachel, what would be your, your warm-up? Would you have like a, a longer warm-up routine before going out for a run or if it's a colder run? Or, um, or would your warm-up be just like a, a, a slow kilometer or two let's say you're doing intervals for example because i think for me when it's intervals i have to be more careful of having the shorts and and, and the undergarment the, the, the tights and stuff and all on whereas if it's a cold run and it's just a, a long run or whatever it is i'm very content showing on a hoodie tracksuit bottoms getting a quick up in massage gun loosening up the muscles and then going out for a run whereas i have to be a lot more prepared for intervals because like you said the cold muscles and you're going that faster, extra step and um, you're more you're increasing the odds of getting injured that way. So in terms of like a warm routine before, let's say going for intervals on a cold weather day, Rachel, uh, what would be your, your, your kind of warm?
0: I think definitely layers, but then you need to be careful when you're doing that. So you obviously want to start off warm, but then you could wear a pair of shorts underneath your leggings and throw off the leggings at the start. Hmm. But I do think the main thing is you just start off a bit slower. So, maybe if you normally do a 10 minute warm up, you might do a 15 minute warm up dog and start that bit slower and then work up to pace. And then, you know, when you're warming up, you shouldn't really do static exercises anyway. They should always be dynamic. So, you should be moving. And I think that's really, really important when it's cold, like that you keep moving and keep that blood flow around the muscles. And um, so, definitely longer, but slower dog at the start. And then those dynamic exercises, because once you get to the summer, like I'm, I have absolutely no problem going straight from my run into my intervals. So like a lot of the time I would just finish my 10 minute jog, go straight into the first interval without stopping and stretching. But I think when it's cold, you need to give your body that extra chance to get the heart pumping, which gets the blood flowing a bit quicker.
1: And your 10 minute jog is a steady pace for 10 minutes. Are you gradually increasing or are you able just to go 10 minutes, boom, intervals, let's go on one?
0: Yeah, pretty much. uh, (laughs) A nice, easy. Like, I mean, if your warm up, uh, like, it should be slow dog, like slow, slow dog.
1: Yeah.
0: You're not going out, your 10 minute warm up it's called a warm up for a reason because it doesn't matter what temperature it is outside. You still need to give your body a chance to warm up and, you know, get that blood flowing around the body. Mm-hmm. It's just particularly important when it's cold, but like, as I said, you're not going out to break any records in that first 10, 15 minutes. So it is supposed to be slow. Whatever gets the heart moving without having you on your hands and knees. And, um, and yeah, I, <laughs> I often and again it's a time-saving thing it's something that probably just came about you know between college lectures if you're trying to fit a session in you just go straight from your warm-up into your first interval but then you come back and maybe do your yoga or your dynamic stretching in the evenings or something yeah um, uh, but you know everyone has to fit around their lifestyle
1: it's also one of those things where you kind of draw on the extra layers to adapt to the the warmer weather as well later on, as, as Eric would have done this time two years ago, leading towards what was supposed to be the, the Madrid Marathon, which are two three jumpers in the Phoenix Park, all this.
2: Yeah, and I suppose where I got that, I suppose one last point on the, the stretching and stuff. Strava and the likes make it very difficult, especially if you're, say I'm going on a 5K quick run. Right. For me to do 1K at the start and then stop it and then add it to the, and then 1K goes up. It's like, why do you run 1K? And then start to the five. So there is an element to that. There's sometimes, because when I'm doing an interval or a, even the other day, I was doing, um, I did a, a 1K warm up, and then did 500 on, 500 off for 2K and then did a 3K easy. But once my watch had started, I didn't want to stop or change anything, or you know, pause it or hit intervals because it would mess with my average times. And then I <laughs> kind of slapped myself and said, it over yourself, really, yeah. And yeah." So it is something to remember that you can get drawn into. I won't do the warm up because I'm just going to burn my energy in, and my time won't be as good and stuff. But you know, you get injured, you won't be burning any time or energy in, in a in a couple of weeks' time. So you you kind of have to let that go. It's just. Like, even using a lap function on a watch is most yeah. important. So, at least you can see the segments, you know, if you're looking at the data for you. Um, and that's just my last point because I noticed myself getting sucked into, I'll uh, just go from it from my warm up 1K. Sure. I'm just burning time or mm-hmm. slow time because it's running out of six minutes, you know. So, it's you can get sick, sucked into the. The metrics of what people are seeing on your time. So, again, just be careful. Warm ups are more important than anything. Yeah. And even if it's a separate run, run, make it a separate run.
1: A lot of people that park runs yesterday, I noticed a lot of people had their, their warm ups for two, three, 4K. And then you'd scroll down or scroll up, whatever. And you'd see the actual they did the park run the five k. But the Rachel's point there, that, you know, the warmth, that should be slow. If You have the the WU for the warmth on the on the Strava, and you're seeing that very slow pace. It's like, yeah, people are going to see this slow pace for three, four k. But watch what I did there with the park run afterwards, and, and they label it. And I usually do the Sunday morning run, but, but but some that's. But people need to look back at it that way for, for themselves more so than anything else. And so we've talked about it before that like you use for yourself for consistency and then seeing your own that, okay, that was that run. It's great to look back on in, in the month's time and stuff. What was my warm pace when I was doing that? Which could be, okay, I'm going too fast. And maybe my time's doing the, the park run are gone slower because I'm burning too much energy. Like to Rachel's point there, the, the warm should be nice, slow, steady. And maybe I'm just getting ahead of myself, push blood to the head. I'm, I'm anticipating that the 5K, so I want to push without thinking I'm pushing. And I looked in and watched them doing a, you know, a five minute pace for one percent of a 5.30, 5.45 or whatever it is compared to to to, to where you're, you're at right now.
2: Yeah. And this is good, but I suppose moving on to your other point then of wearing the layers uh, <laughs> like an onion for, um, we were planning I suppose the original podcast was so we were planning on running a a marathon in April in Madrid or was it April? Was it the April time? It was April. Yeah, yeah. the end of April, yeah. And the estimated temperatures were 25 degrees and as anyone who knows Ireland's winter now starts in January and finishes at the end of March so we were going to be coming from 2 to 7 degree weather into 25 degrees to run a marathon so Still call for Rachel, huh? Yeah, I
0: guess. Still call for Rachel. Still (laughs) call for Rachel.
2: (laughs) But for the rest, normal people. (laughs) (laughs) From our perspective, or from my perspective, it was something I heard from. It was actually something I picked up from David Goggins' book, and when he was training for running through Death Valley, Las Vegas. Yeah. And he was running in California, which is a warm place but he was like it's not warm enough so even though it was 30 degrees he was still wearing a jumper a hat and he was running his 40 million miles to work um and then doing the same on the way on the way home the reason being you're not letting the heat escape you're so when when it's cold it's great because our sweat is we're not our, our heart rate's not increasing as much to try and cool us down for the effort we're putting in so when when we're wearing the hat and the jumper and the the tracksuit bottoms and stuff it doesn't have that chance it's heating up as if it is in outdoor temperatures um for obvious reasons you're wearing you're wearing more clothes yeah. and for me on on just long easy runs i would never do it on a harder effort it just added the yeah. sweat factor It was like getting into a sauna you know like it was i was running in a sauna for for 30 minutes but it was trying to just at least condition the body to it's not always going to be two degrees celsius so that you know see how the heart rate reacts to the different weather because you're acclimatizing essentially
1: yeah it's also important for people to know, listen to that, go, oh, that's a great idea. That the less trained you are, the more fatigued, the quicker you're you're going to get more tired and sweat a lot more if you have those extra layers going for a run. Now it's like, oh, that's great. When I climatize like David Goggins, he'd also done a bit of training and he was training towards the heat for that reason. So the other reason bringing that up would be like, just be careful with the layers. And we've talked about this before, like, if you go out for a run as if it's Five or five or so degrees warmer than it actually is after a kilometer, you will warm up into that that weather as opposed to being too warm, leaving the house and then absolutely sweating and grinding through. Depends on what kind of run you're going for. If it's easy run intervals and stuff like that. I do think that 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 could change your your, your gear uh, as opposed to, to just the, the weather could be the exact same. but Your gear could change if its intervals are easy, in my opinion on that. But I always yeah. wear a hat this time of year. Love wearing a hat. Some people think they're too warm in the hat. I, I, it's like wearing a hat.
2: Well, they have hair, Sean. So, us follicle Challenge people love a hat. Um, but it's, uh, it's definitely, definitely. I've found I've got a, I have a present for you. Actually, I haven't given it to you yet. But it is a thinner hat. I have got a thinner hat. Um, ah, deadly! I call it my hair layer. Um, it, uh, <laughs> hair layer. <laughs> so it's because uh, usually I'd, I'd have the marathon monkey hat on, or you know, like it'd be big thick hat and it's just not sustainable. Whereas at least with this one, it's, it is slightly thinner that you're, you're feeling like you're heating up a little bit more, but it's keeping the wind off the, well, the ball spots and the ears. And it's, it's just a little bit nicer, but even the other day after 5k, the hat had to come off. Cause I, I, I could feel the heart rate coming up. I could feel the energy burning. And I just have to let out some of that heat into the cold and appreciate where I live. And unlike and, well, Rachel, just put up with the fact that I'm a cold weather athlete.
1: <laughs> I could have used the hair layer for uh for my under my helmet yesterday, my cycle, but I have a long run plan today. So before my coach sends me out to that long run, Rachel, anything else to add to this week's episode of the Any Given One Day
0: podcast? I think you'll just figure it out for yourself. The most important thing is not to be too cold. You know, being too warm, just be careful that you hydrate if you're sweating a lot. But I do think that it's far worse to be too cold. So I mean, I used to I don't know whether I was just a bit fussy or whatever, but I used to know that if it was seven degrees or above, I only needed a really light long sleeve jacket. I couldn't go heavy after that. Once it hit 10 degrees, it was short sleeve. But like, you'll start knowing yourself, but just make sure that, you're doing what works best for you because you know we're all different like I don't need a hat because you know I chopped four inches off my hair there last month I could have donated it to the pair of me <laughs> but,
1: We'll you know, not cover I, this big head
0: <laughs> you know you just have to see what works for you and you know the most important thing is that you're comfortable when you're running so if you're coming back and you're just feeling absolutely frozen you're extremely tight, maybe you need another layer. Whereas if you're coming back absolutely dripping sweat, well, then maybe you need a layer less. So, you know, it's going to be trial and error. Just watch out, be careful. If you're feeling any niggles, treat them. And we are actually going to do an episode, I think before the end of the month on, you know, ways to help your recovery and, you know, things that you can do to be proactive in your recovery. So do keep an ear out for that episode.
1: I suppose just those extra layers and stuff. Make sure you get out of those extra layers as soon as the run is done.
0: You're oh, be freezing. Absolutely. Especially <laughs> yeah. if it's raining. Last thing you want, like we all have a habit of coming in and maybe you're hungry after a run, so you start rummaging in the fridge. No, get out of your sweaty, damp, wet clothes straight away. Hop in that shower because that's the best way to warm up. Or even
1: cool down. The, if yeah, even if you're in the Phoenix Park or something, hot those change of clothes on you straight away so you're not
0: oh yeah. yeah don't be sitting in wet damn clothes
2: it is important and you can you can really hinder your training plan by picking up little bits of sniffles and uh groggy feeling in the morning especially on a, it is that damn clothes and the sooner you can get it off you quick dry of a towel a fresh t-shirt on still sit in your own stink because you're still gonna stink. <laughs> well okay you're burning through two sets of clothes but it is a hell of a lot better for you as well to, to just kind of strip on out of it. And then well, as soon as you get home into the shower, avoid the, the dilly dallying around. Uh, nobody and wants to be there. Cycling, to us. Now yeah. not
0: and now that you're cycling, you need to get out of your cycling bibs straight away. If you're wearing cycling bibs, you need to get out of them straight away. don't know if you've ever had a saddle sore, but sticking around no, sitting around in your in your cycling bibs after you're sweaty is the quickest way to ensure a saddle sore. And trust me, you do not want one of those.
2: Sounds I, sore? And I don't it's... want to know anymore.
0: <laughs> and I'm not going to disclose anymore.
2: <laughs>
1: I, I'm gonna to talk to my coach after this podcast about exactly a cycling bib why should be wet for cycles. <laughs> And on that note, guys, thank you very much for listening to this week's episode of the Any Given Monday podcast. That's it for myself, Rachel and Eric.
0: Take care. Bye. Bye.